Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, family. Welcome to the Black Pill Radio Show. I'm your host, Mr. Tyler. And today we have a wonderful show. We are honoring moms and women who run businesses. Um, we're going to have them introduce themselves in a second. Guys, make sure you tell your family to tune in. We have a call-in number that you guys can use to listen to the show if you're not listening on the internet. And I encourage you guys to go into the chat room if you want to ask any questions. Um, for today's show, we're going to be talking to the moms about how they run a business and raise a family at home. So we're going to have them introduce themselves first. We'll get right into it. And I'm going to start with Ms. Mel. Hi, good morning. My name is Marilyn Moore. I'm a chef. I own a company called Fine Appetite, where we teach nutrition through workshops and um, inspiration. I specialize in Mediterranean cuisine and making um, simple everyday items from scratch, like the simple thing called ketchup. (laughs) Hi, I'm Tiffany. I'm the owner and editor-in-chief of my blog, itsmeladyg.com, and I am, it is a beauty, wellness, and lifestyle and mommy blog, and I share all sorts of different adventures, whether it be within, with nutrition and with food and uh, green living, and also just with family life. Hi, I'm Melissa. I run a parenting lifestyle blog called Just a BX Mom, where I share my adventures, learning, living, and loving with my four-year-old. Hi, I'm Angela, and I'm the owner of JCK Safe Spa, and I'm a kid's mobile spa, and I go to the comfort of your home to pamper your little divas. Sounds wonderful, ladies, and I know you guys are doing big things running a business, and we all appreciate you. And in honor of Mother's Day, we have both our broadcasts will be honoring moms and mothers who are running businesses and doing big things in the community. So I want to start the first question off to Marilyn. Right, I know it's hard to raise a family and run a business, I know people out there who are in your shoes or who want to be in your shoes, who aspire to be entrepreneurs, business owners. Um, give them some, some reasons, some advice as to how you do it. How do you run your family, your household, and run your business as well? The first thing I do is set a standard for myself, and meaning what will work best for me and my children instead of putting myself in a mold that's set up for people. And once I came to those terms, we just, you just do it. You wake up, you make a decision. And after you make the decision, you go forward and you take steps. Like, for example, I decided to transform from doing pop-up brunches to only teaching workshops. And for some, it may have seemed ridiculous when you're making a certain amount of income that's flowing. But I made a decision what will give me more time with my children, what would allow me to be around other youth. I'm about to have three teenage girls one day. So I said, why don't I focus on that? And the first day I made the decision, I walked into a board of um, ed school and pitched it. And after that moment and after the fear let go, I knew that I could keep going and, and keep doing it. Also, when you have small children, a nine to five is not always the best way. People make it seem like, oh, that's the easiest way because I couldn't do it any- no, you're flexible. I can say I could have a late morning this morning. I'll set my meetings for afternoons. If I, my kids are not feeling well, then I can reschedule something for this time. But when you're on someone else's clock, you have to go by their time. And sometimes, you know, that actually interferes with parenting a lot more than entrepreneurship does. Okay. And Tiffany, how does it work for you? Well, for a long time, I had a, I was struggling to get the whole thing to kind of work. But the way that I found it to work for me is to make sure that it all kind of integrates. So I really do a lot of events that I may be asked to go to or, or posts or things that involve my son. So it, everything that I do, if most of the time, if I can't bring my son, I 
might not be able to come. You know, a lot of the things that go on during the week and there's a lot of events or things that people may want me to come to and help with certain workshops or things. If I can't bring my son, then it might not work for me. And that's just something that they have to be okay with. So that's how I kind of handle it. Okay. That's interesting because yours is different from Maryland. Right. So Melissa, how do you, how do you handle running your business and raising your family as well? A lot of faith, <laughs> a lot of prayer, and going back on what Marilyn said, a lot of not comparing, knowing that this is my journey, this is my road, and I'm the only one that can walk it. So, you know, taking time. I have a four-year-old. She has a lot of responsibilities. She has to understand that when mommy's working, it's work time. Mm-hmm. When mommy can play, it's playtime. But the flexibility that comes with being able to say, okay, we can snuggle for five extra minutes in the morning, or we can go out and have a pizza date on a Tuesday, and mommy doesn't have to worry about being in the office makes it worthwhile. And a lot of also what Tiffany was saying, you know, a lot of events, my daughter comes with me too. She sits there and she plays in the background doing fake Instagram videos while mommy's doing blog posts or doing a YouTube edit or something. So it's, you know, it's, we're a team. Teamwork makes the dream work. Mm-hmm. So are you teaching your daughter kind of how to run the business a little bit while you were running your business? Yeah, I think we teach our children everything we do. Our children are a reflection of what we are. You know, I just had that comment, that conversation on Instagram yesterday about my daughter of her baby dolls. It's a great check-in for me to see how she treats her dolls because it's how I'm treating her. So I think when children see us building a business, she tells me, Mommy, I'm going to be a blogger. Mommy, I need my own YouTube channel because right. she's on mine a lot. But she's like, I want my own channel. And these are things for her she wants to do. She wants to be a mother when she gets older. And that's because she enjoys having me as a mother. I hope. That's good that we tell our kids about entrepreneurship. And they need to learn that at an early age, as Mm -hmm. well as uh, some financial things that they need to Mm -hmm. experience also. So, Angela, how is it for you when you run your business and raise your family? Everything with me is actually organization and timing and scheduling, especially having two little ones and a tween daughter. So everything, honestly, every day, they're in bed by 7.30 so that I can start scheduling everything, not only for myself, but for them, especially weekends. The fact that I'm constantly busy on weekends, I make sure I have time for them on weekends. So it's not always throwing a spa party on weekends. It's always family time. And, you know, that's just the way I have to do it. And then being a full-time student is, is just too much going on at once. So everything is all time and scheduling and organization, if they like it or not. So for your moms out there, it's possible, as the lady stated on the panel, to be a full-time student. It's possible to hopefully bring your child with you on some of the business activities that you guys are involved in. Mm-hmm. But one thing I did not hear you guys mention is the spouse, the husband, the mate, the partner. So what is that like? What sacrifices do you make when it comes to spending time with your children, your mate, your partner, and running your business? And we'll start with Tiffany. Well, uh, with my partner, he's, he, we, we have uh, our schedule kind of works, I guess, because he works a lot of time at night, and so it works. We, um, we're able to kind of work all together, really, if it's not something that doesn't work well with what our family is doing first, then I've tried not to do it, because it really, family is always first for us. So if it's, if we're unable to try to get um, like babysitting or something, if it's something that I really have to go to by myself, then he's not able to do it. Then I may not be able to do it that day, you know, or, but he's very, very supportive, I must say. And he does allow, you know, help me to figure out a way to do the things that I really need to do. So that I'm a, I'm very grateful for. Do you guys ever have any conflict with scheduling family? And if so, how do you guys resolve that? Very, very rarely because I kind of do, like, I vet the whole situation most of the time. If it's something that I know right off the bat is not going to really work, then I usually tell the people, no, I can't do it. Because I know how our household is set up, basically. So, um, but very rarely do we have a very big conflict. And that's because most of my things I'm able to figure out as far as scheduling. And I know how our, like I said, like our family works and he works. On certain days and usually at night and so you know we're able to usually figure it out so angela being one of the married women on the panel how do you balance your partner's schedule his business schedule with yours it's very hard it's very hard and that's because it's like tiffany's partner um, my husband works at night so imagine being at home with the kids especially two little ones that mm-hmm. are just full of energy then i have to come home by like five six o'clock from class so from there, he goes to work, 
comes back to sleep a little bit. And then if I'm doing something on the weekend, it's like, all right, yeah. I'm with my babies again. So that's how we try to schedule everything out as per calendars. All right, this weekend, you take a break. Right. This weekend is going to be my break, but really I'm really working on my break. Right. So, I mean, there is a lot of conflict sometimes. So is it a schedule that you're happy with in terms of being able to spend time with your mate, your kids? Oh, together? definitely. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't put a schedule if I'm going to be miserable, you know, for the rest of my life running a business and being a mom and a wife at the same time. Okay. So it definitely, if it does not work for both of us, then it's not going right. on that calendar. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the time, if I have an event, he'll definitely drive in, you know, all the kids together. I go do what I have to do for a couple of hours, and then the rest of the day is the kids. All right, so ladies, it's possible. So we're going to hear from Melissa. What is your schedule like in terms of balancing that that a partner or that mate that you might be with and running your business and spending time with your children? Well, I'm an only parent. My daughter's father is not involved in her life. So for me, it's more of scheduling with my tribe. My mother, my father, her godparents, other family members or quote family members that are friends that became family members and making sure that, you know, there's coverage for when I don't have a place that I can take her with me. But I mean, you know, as an only parent, I feel like I have to set a different expectation when it comes to dating. I just started dating like this year for the first time since I had my daughter. And it's, it's a brand new experience because now whoever I go out on a date with needs to know, look, my daughter comes first. She has gymnastics, swim, ballet, and whatever else she has going on this week. Plus I'm balancing the business. So there might be times where last minute it's going to be a cancellation or we're going to have to change plans or something's going to happen. And you kind of get in where you fit in. Sounds interesting. I won't touch that, but <laughs> I'm going to go to Marilyn for that question as well. Um, <clears throat> so it, it, it does get complicated when you are separated and um, you become a single woman, he becomes a single man, and you become co-parents. But what is great about it is that as long as you guys are communicating, which is the key thing, as long as you're communicating, it definitely is possible. And on the sense of dating, that is, um, my kids are five, four, and one. So that is an area that I'm reluctant in <laughs> because my, my kids are at an age where they require a lot. They are in their foundation ages. So the only other um, thing I push a lot of energy into is my business. And in, in communicating healthy with him, even though we're not together, it is still an extra relationship. It is a relationship, and I have to view it as that. It is an important, and one of the relationships that are on top of my list is my relationship with him because he is important to my children, and he's still important to me. So we, we do, we set a schedule, what works for him, and sometimes it doesn't work. And we'll sit there on the phone, sometimes in silence, like, how are we going to do this? I'm like, yeah, I don't know, because I'm definitely doing this. And then we'll think, oh, maybe his mom helps us a lot, and I'm so grateful for her. So we'll do a a conference call (laughs) and see if she says yes, or um, a close friend I have in Brooklyn helps me out at night. Also, if I have to do a presentation at night, and he works at night, and I can't, his mom lives in the Bronx, and I live in Brooklyn. So... You know, it is that tribe, and a tribe is not set to just family and the co-parent or, you know, auntie or grandma. It's set to, I'll say, that's why it is important that you keep positive, healthy people in your life. I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. That sounds interesting. So we have a nice mix on a panel between people who are in relationships, married, people who are not married or not in a relationship at all. Um, and we heard some good, good advice and good input in terms of how you run your schedule when balancing that. So my next question would be finances. You know, for those who are in a relationship, married, long-term relationship, partnership, how do you guys run the finances in terms of he might not want you spending X amount of money on the business. He might want you, all right, let's not spend money for the next couple of months so we can save when it comes to running the business. So how do you guys balance financing with your partners? And I'll put the married woman on this one. Well, when it comes to my finances and my nothing with my husband that's actually my business I run it I put in hard work he understands that the same thing you know if he works you know as long as those bills are paid I think it really doesn't matter so whatever happened to his money's money no we're 27 been working 
That does it. Not not for everybody. Okay, not for Angela. I got you. Nope. All right. So Marilyn, how do you guys handle that? Well, we <clears throat> we definitely have a, a freestyle. We definitely have a freestyle environment because I'm a very free spirited person. I do not like a lot of rules and, and you cannot put me in a box because then I would become unhealthy and everyone would love for me to stay healthy and positive. And I think setting rules leaves no room for error, for mistakes, for the car tires were, were taken off or the car broke down. I need a new this or this happened. It, it leaves. So it just says, okay, these are the things that we have to get done. Let's get them done. Now, when it comes to my business, there, there, there have been opinions on, okay, I have to market this and I need to go do this. So I'm investing this money in it. And I still discuss these things with him because he is my friend. And we're like, oh, but at the end of the day, I make these decisions because I know what's best for my company and where it needs to go. And sometimes his mind may not see it. And then sometimes he's like, I think you should invest in that. That sounds kind of smart. So, but when it comes to running the business, the people that really make financial decisions are the people on the board of your company. It's not just your, your spouse or the person you go home to because they're not, and just like saying at work, your, your spouse is going to come in and dictate to your boss what goes on or if you get a pay raise or promotion. No, he's not a part of that company. So the people who are employed by the company are the ones who make those decisions. I'm never getting married. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to Tiffany. Let me hear your input on this. It's the same. He... Um, it's the same. He doesn't really have much to do with the financial part of what's going on on the blog. Um, I mean, as everybody said, kind of, as long as the bills are getting paid at home, then I don't, you know, he, he does chime in. Same thing to say out when I bounce situations off of him, like, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? He'll tell me what his opinion, but as far as what I'm actually going to put my money into, that's usually my decision. Interesting. Melissa, you have anything to add to this? Um, I mean, I don't have anybody I have to bounce ideas off of, but, you know, I think when it comes to any kind of financial decisions, financial literacy is really critical. You know, understanding finances, knowing where your money is. And that's another reason I started my blog, because I feel like a lot of single parents feel like they don't have the money to do things that they want to do. And because of that, they don't enjoy themselves as much. And I'm really critical when it comes to money. Like I'm a hoarder when it comes to money because I grew up really poor and I don't want my daughter to have some of the same experiences and responsibilities I had. So I teach financial literacy from the start. So when I have a financial decision to make, I still bounce it off the people. I bounce it off my parents. I bounce it off some friends. I'm still going to be the last one to make that decision, but I'll even talk about it with my four-year-old, you know, so she understands what money means. Okay, so if mommy has to do this, that means we might not be able to do this next week. Or if we do this now and you really want this, then you're not going to be able to get the next thing you want. And, you know, I already work with finances around her where she saves up. We split costs on things at four. And people look at me like, how are you having her pay for things? Because she's going to understand how to balance a checkbook. She's going to understand how to invest her money and make it grow. That's my take on it. Beautiful. I like that. Well, this is very good on this one. Um, I want to ask you guys about mentoring. Like when you guys were coming up, did you have any mentors? And if so, what kind of advice or leadership did they provide for you? And then the second part of that question is, as you guys run your business and your moms, are you guys mentoring any young people or a part of any organizations giving back to the community as well? And we'll lead off with Tiffany on this one. Sure. Okay. So as far as mentor, I had my mom, I would say, because for a fair amount of my childhood, I was a only child and my brother and I are nine years apart. And so um, there was, and we have two different dads. And we, there was a long time we had, it was just my mother and I. And I saw her do things and be an entrepreneur. Even though she had a, you know, still a full-time job, she had side, not hustles, but hustles that she, side jobs that she was doing. So that's something I just kind of grew up having as the, the spirit of. And so um, as far as that, it would be her. But as far as what I'm doing going forward, um, Aside from my son, which is I'm his, we're his mentor, um, I will be doing, especially in this next year, a lot of mentoring. I'm going to be do, working with organizations that deal with youth in New York City and speaking on different things, uh, also on, you know, green living and, and healthy living, food, everything like that, and also on how to be like an influencer and 
an influencer that oh, people always think, okay, that's going to be online or, 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 you know, online on a blog or on Instagram or whatever it is, you, everyone's an influencer, you know, you can be yourself and make a change in other people's lives and yourself. And so it's just helping girls to be okay with being themselves. Cause where I'm at, where I'm at now, I've always just been myself. I've never had to play it up for the gram or do anything like that. It's, just me being myself. So that's what I'm trying to push, especially, yes, for both boys and girls. But my son, he seems, or, and guys seem to not have such hang-ups with it. Women, we also, we get worried about what boys think and this and that and the other, and it's just be yourself, you know? And so I'm going to be working with other organizations to try to get that message across. Sounds very good. So, Miss uh, Marilyn, you're a chef, and... Tiffany's dealing with healthy eating. Mm-hmm. So how does that relate to you in any way in terms of what you're doing in the kitchen, in terms of mentoring youth? And I'll let you take that. Okay. <clears throat> I'm really excited to hear that you, your blog yeah. does that because that means we definitely are going to connect. connect. <laughs> yeah. So that makes me very happy because like I do the hashtag matters, food matters so much to me. And what I do is I partner sometimes, like I will go into an organization that may not be able to give me the salary that I, 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 they can because they're a small company. And then I'll be able to do like um, a barter. Like for example, I'm bartering with Weeksville Gardens Community Center. I think it's under the title mm-hmm. of Brooklyn um, Children's Society, I mean, Kindergarten Society. And um, on June 3rd, you don't mind me saying, uh, we're doing a, a mother-daughter vision board party, and then I'm going to do a cooking demo in the end, and I'm going to be able to do that because they're going to fund it and offer me the space, and then I show up, and I give my time and my effort to them, and then that's a- I'm able to give back to a community and give back to youth and to bring mother and daughters, and, you know, some people already said, can I bring my son, and I'm like, come with your son, and be, they'll be able to interact, and those are moments when I'm able to give myself to my community and um, with other agencies that can, we can figure out how we can work together, and I also volunteer with the Barry Mission, actually, tomorrow morning, I'll be cooking for them, I'll be doing two um, lunch specials for them, <laughs> calling it a nice lunch special but I I go and volunteer with those ladies and in their Harlem location and these are women that come from all different types of environments mostly in environments exact environments that I came from which was at times I was homeless and as a youth and um, I have gone through many different hardships of trauma that I've overcome so I make sure that I pass it on that you can still walk in vibrancy and a smile and be happy even in the midst of like some serious dark forces that may have um, interfered with your um, foundation, right? So that's that's how my my company gives back in those ways. But the goal of Divine Appetite is to allow people to see that your foundation is food. What you put into your body every day affects your behavior, it affects your mood, and it affects your actions, you know. And it, it, it definitely, if, you, if you're trying to remove fatigue and, and slowness, all these things we hear ourselves complaining, um, check your food. Mm-hmm. And I, I promise you, after you check, not get into a diet, not get a diet, not get a fast, but just check your daily food that's obtainable in, in places even from the local grocery store. Figure out what you're putting in your body. So just to follow up. Um, when you were coming up, did anybody mentor you? Because I oh, said you were homeless and you went through some Oh, trauma. okay. So let me not just say that because then my family might yell at me. No, I, these things have happened to me in my teen years. I have a great family. And most of the people that um, had to take me in was my family, like my aunts and one of them who is no longer here. And she had an amazing career and she battled breast cancer for 17 years. And she came for, this is why she's my mentor. When my daughter was one, no one thought I would ever have kids. She came on an accessor ride in a wheelchair all the way from the Bronx to Brooklyn Prospect Park to attend my daughter's first birthday. That's the kind of vibrancy I want to always have inside my spirit of support, of standing by and believing like, you know what? Sickness, um, misfortune will not stop my my spirit from, you know, giving back to whoever I love. And my aunt was there for me. She was one of the people that kept me flowing. <laughs> and I appreciate that. And I, I honestly had great teenage friends who are still my friends. We have like 30-year friendships. One of them was at my house on Sunday. 
we were like adults at young girls because they were mentoring me when they didn't know anything themselves either. But they and their families helped me, you know, through the rocky 16, 15 to 6, 17 year old Marilyn. And um, I, I'm really grateful. And of course, the, the main thing was, is God, because he set me up around some real, I could have ended up with some really racy Bronx teenage girls in the 90s. And I didn't. I was surrounded by amazing young ladies. Okay. And speaking of the Bronx, we'll go to Melissa. Were you hanging out with those racy girls? You know, divine intervention, because a lot of times I think about that, where I could have been versus where I am. And I'm a firm believer that you're put where you're supposed to be at. So I was blessed, you know, and my mentors, I'm blessed with still having a lot of the same ones that I had from being a teenager. I was involved in an after school program called Gears which doesn't, doesn't exist anymore in the same way it did at the time. But the adults that were placed in front of me were there for everything, you know, from finances to diversity to they helped me create my first career. I worked in youth development and conflict resolution for a good decade plus. And during that time, I got to mentor other people a lot. And, you know, talking about 20, 30-year friendships, some of the people that I started in that after-school program in sixth grade, we go to each other's weddings, we go to each other's children's events. You know, we're the ones that if we see something not right on your social media, we're going to call you out on it. We're going to let you know that's not who you are. That's not where you're from. And we come back to it. Um, now for what I'm doing now is I'm not like in an official mentoring capacity at this point, but I do want, like to work a lot around like single parents. You know, and going back to one of the bases of me starting the blog is because every solo parent, single parent, independent parent, however you want to label it, isn't bitter, isn't angry, isn't, isn't you know, hating being a parent. And I like to remind people that you can enjoy this. I host every month another shameless plug here. <laughs> every month, um, first Sunday, so tonight at 8 p.m. on Instagram, we host a single mom speak chat, which is held, hosted by usually between seven to ten moms that are in different stages of single mom. You know, some dating, some not dating, some solo parents, some co-parents. And it's not just a, a conversation for single moms, but it's hosted by us because we're doing this right now. This um, month, our topic is this is momming in honor of Mother's Day, and we're going to be talking about some positive aspects of being a single mom, positive moments. But, you know, like I said, it's not limited to just single parents, because I always have married parents hit me in my DMs, can I, you know, I relate to this, can I, can I comment on this? And it's like, yes, you're a mom, you know, share your positive moments, but just know this is where we're speaking from, we're speaking from our space. So right now, my goal is really on helping other single moms know that they're not alone, and they have the support, and they can grow into something. I'm a still relatively new blogger. I've only had my blog for about a year and a half. And again, divine intervention, God puts you in a path you're supposed to be in, and it's straight ahead. Um, so I really had the ability to meet up with bloggers that are serving as my mentors, and I'm even able to help some newer bloggers into the process. Wonderful. So let's throw it to Angela. Um, who was your, your mentor when you were growing up? Did you have more than one? Did you have any? And now that you're running your business and you're successful, how are you giving back to the community and or mentoring others? Well, growing up, it was definitely my mom. My mom was a single mom, and it was just two of us at the time from Brooklyn. Uh, she was also a full-time like career mom and full-time student, actually all the way in the Bronx. So right from Brooklyn, we would attend her college classes with her. We'll sit in the back. That was like the lovely thing about hostels. You were like, able to bring your kids no matter how many you had in class. And then it was right back on the train all the way to Brooklyn. Um, you know, after like my teenage years and I started around, you know, my adulthood, I did go through a lot. You know, I spent a lot of time in a DV shelter. And, you know, I, even though I had my family, I was just, just too stubborn to even be like, hey, I need help. You know, I worked through it by myself. You know, to me, if I didn't do it by myself, I'm always going to have to rely on somebody as I got older. And then, you know, I have kids at the same time and I didn't want them to feel like, you know, they always need someone and, you know, they can't do it for themselves. Now with the lovely help of my new mentor, Gina here, uh, she helps me a lot with um, sponsorships and events and, you know, just giving back to the community. Now, even through my spas, you know, a lot of just speaking to the kids, who they are and something that they should not go through what, I went through myself as a child or even through adulthood. So that's how, you know, I'm able to give back. So let's talk about the businesses a little bit. So you run a mobile spa. Yes. 
So what is that like? And if people want to get in contact with you, just by the way, for our listeners, we will have all their contact information on the website, which is uh, com. So you can go on our website, our Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TuneIn, iTunes, all of that. So we're, we're everywhere. And their information will be on the website under a resource page that we're creating so you guys can contact um, mm. different panelists who have been on the show in the past. Um, so, Angela, when you're running your business, tell us what's that, what's that like and who is your business catering to? Uh, my business is actually catering from the ages of three to tween. Um, when I actually go to these houses, you know, I do bring all the spa essentials, but at the same time with me and, and the group of people that I've hired, we're actually speaking to these kids. There's been times where I've actually stopped a few parties just because of the conversations that I'm hearing tweens having, you know, they're 10, 12, and one group is getting mad at the other because they're not in the pregnancy group instead of thinking about, like, college and even getting to high school. And, you know, I do hear, like, the parents laughing in the background, and, you know, some parents may see it as rude when I do stop the party and I do have these conversations with their kids, but if they're not going to do it, then I'm going to do it for you because then you're going to wonder why you have a tween, you know, daughter who's pregnant now and you know your grandmother at such a young age and sometimes we do create vision boards as far as you know I want to see what you're doing now to what are you going to be doing in high school to college and where do you see yourself in 10 years because a lot of us don't know where we're going to be at in 10 years until we're actually there so at least it gives them like uh, like a perspective view of this is like what my goal is going to be I'm going to hang this up and we're just going to check it off one by one as we go And then um, we have this whole thing called Project Beautiful, where we do ask the girls, you know, why do they think they're beautiful? Besides the makeup, the hair, the nails, the glamorous clothes, the shoes, like, I really want to know why you think you're really beautiful. And if it's something that we don't approve of as far as like my makeup or something, like we do talk to them and tell them that it's just more than just makeup and clothes that will make you beautiful. So I I know I attended some young kids parties and they'll have um, a clown there or a, a character show up and they'll have the face painting and somebody doing the balloons. But if you guys work with Angela and her mobile spot, it's more than that. You know, your daughters and your sons get an opportunity to have a, medi, a petty and, and manicure and that kind of thing. They get the spa treatment, they get to feel like mommy, they get to feel beautiful, runway shows, vision boards and that kind of thing, which is great for young kids' self-esteem. Definitely go to the website, I would say, by tomorrow, and you'll see all of Angela's contact information for her business that she's running, and you guys can connect with her. Now I'm going to take it to Melissa, and tell us what you do with your business. Okay, so my blog is justabxmom.com, and it's really, like I said, you know, it's about showing parents that I'm enjoying motherhood, and it's sharing what we do, what we spend my money on, and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely growing in the place where I get a lot more sponsor contacts. So I get a lot more stuff sent to me that I'm not actually spending my money on, but I never put anything on the blog that I wouldn't spend my money on. You know, going back to that whole financial aspect we were talking about earlier, whether you're single, married, or living in a tree somewhere, when you spend your money, you're spending your money. You work hard to make that money, and that money shouldn't be going just anywhere. So when I put a product up on my site, I want, to know, I want you to know that that's something that I'm willing to spend my money on. And, or maybe it's something I don't want to spend my money on, and you shouldn't spend your money on it either. I want people to, you know, be able to trust what they see on my site as the truth. You know, I share on one of my favorite hashtags is transparent parenting. A lot of times as moms, and I can't speak for a dad because I'm not a dad, but as moms, we, we have this mom guilt. We feel like we're not doing enough. We're not good enough. We're not, you know, living that perfect life because on Instagram, on social media, we see everybody's in this perfect square and, you know, everybody's house is spotless and their children are so well behaved and they're speaking 17 languages by the time they're 17 months. And that's not my reality. I'm a mess. My daughter might look perfect when we go out, but I'm a mess. My hair is frizzy. It's in a bun. My shoes might not match that day, but this is who I am and I'm just doing my best job. And that's what transparency and parenting is about. It's about saying, you know, we're all in this together. We're all trying to do our best. And as long as you're doing your best, then you're a great parent and it's okay to see the mess in the background. It's okay to say no to laundry today. You know, so I share those moments on my site. I share fun stuff because my kid likes pictures. So you'll see pictures of her dancing around and in a dress. The other day I put a picture up of her on Instagram because she put a dress on, put all her 
costume jewelry on. I said, Mommy, take a picture of me and put it on Instagram. So, you know, my blog is just an extension of my life at this point. And it's the way I'm starting to make a little bit of money. So I'm not going to turn that down. So what's the name of the blog again? Just a BX Mom. And you have an event coming on tonight, right, on Instagram? Tell us about that event. It's called Single Mom Speak, and it's at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And I think I have seven co-hosts today, and we'll be talking about this is momming and sharing personal positive experiences about being a single mom. So anybody listening, if you're a single or not, join in and tell us what you love about being a parent. And you can join us by following the hashtag Single Mom Speak or just by going to my Instagram, which is just a BX mom. Okay. And that's BX like Bronx. And Tiffany, can you tell us a little bit more about your business? Because I know you did explain a lot so far, mm-hmm. but if there's anything you may have left out or anything you want to add. Yeah, I mean, basically what my blog is about is healthy, fearless living generally. You know, it is gone through the the facets of lifestyle and beauty and wellness and, and mommy. But what I really want to show to people through as an extension of my life, same thing, of it doesn't have to, being healthy or having a, a positive outlook on things doesn't have to be so scary, especially in the African-American community, same, you know, it's, it's going to start to be, and my, you know, other communities, same thing, starting to eat healthfully, help be a more positive person. It's scary sometimes, especially with a lot of the things that we deal with, you know, on a regular basis. So my blog, my Instagram is somewhere you're going to come to like see someone that you, so you can see yourself through me. You know what I mean? As far as being a more positive, more healthy person, I will explain on my Instagram account what are the benefits of red cabbage? You know what I mean? Something very simple of that, of what it potentially can do for you. You know what I mean? Or what may be in feminine hygiene products that you may not know about, you know? And then I'll when you link back to my blog, y'all, not only will I, I'm not just speaking anecdotally, I'm speaking and I have scientific proof. I actually read and listen to medical studies and and conferences for fun. You know what I mean? Because I just find it so fascinating. I want to have control over what I put in my body, you know? And so the people that I'm around, especially even as women, we are the ones who are doing a lot for our families. And then especially if you do have daughters and things, these are things that we really have to think about, you know, what are in our feminine products. Like, and speaking about the things that usually a taboo. So just having like a fearless approach about, about it, you know, and just sharing that information because you don't know how many emails and things I get saying, you, you just speak, I've always thought about those things, but I didn't have, I guess, the time or the energy or, or the direction to go and find out what really, what, uh, uh, what are the toxins that are in these things or what do those things do to your body? So you know, and a lot of that, a lot of things, even me going down a more healthy path and a green living path is based on me personally having hormonal issues in the past and then being told by the doctor and thank, you know, he's a very good doctor. His bedside manner is very good, but, you know, just very, and they're all very, oh, well, I can give you a pill, you know? And so I was like, no, that's not how I want to go about this. And I was able through my own research to fix my problems, you know, but it's people get they think that that's so scary to do. Like, what do you mean I have to eat this? I don't even know what this is, you know? And so try to make it be more approachable. So what's the name of your blog so people can follow you? It's Me Lady G. Same way it sounds. It's Me Lady G. Sounds really good. So Marilyn, we're going to go to you next. Um, tell us a little bit more about your business and what you do with that. Okay. Again, my business name is Divine Appetite. And I assist from restaurants. Like right now I'm working with a restaurant in Crown Heights and I help them transform their kitchen to all natural ingredients. So the everything they, everyday things that people use, um, I'm helping them see, okay, we can make this from scratch and save money. Mm -hmm. And now you have spaces and places, or this place is not legally a food desert, but at least where I'm trying to go with this is where you can say, okay, it's six blocks to that, or I might have to go this side of Brooklyn to get this. But imagine if every restaurant you walked into, no matter who it's owned by or what it sells, um, 
the ingredients in the produce they chose, the poultry they chose was healthy and um, was from healthy places. So that is my ultimate vision with Divine Appetite currently and um, also mastering my workshops, taking these workshops into schools, into organizations, and um, also I would love to bring them into um, juvenile detention centers, non-secure, secure detention centers, and help young girls empower themselves and help them realize that they are whole and they are perfect the way they are. You, you're, you are not a perfect person, but you are perfect in view. And that's what I try to explain to my daughter because my daughter who's five debates me, I make mistakes. That's what you said. So I'm not perfect, <laughs> mom. But we're perfect in, in our, our view. When you look in the mirror, there is perfection. Now, are all our acts perfect? No, there, there is a difference. And, and just understanding that difference, because I feel like we walk in egos. There's a society of egos with very limited vulnerability. And I walk in vulnerability. When you walk in vulnerability, you're able to say, I, am, I have flaws. This is wrong. How can you help me? You don't have tension amongst youth at the same table, which is so Oh, oh my goodness. It, it is just like a, just ride the bus. That's all I can say. You just go ride the bus one, one morning. And that's what I want to help eliminate. That's what divine appetite wants to eliminate to say, okay, my neighbor can do something that I can't do. So imagine if we came together and both brought both of our skills together and mastered something. And now it's, it's something that I learned. I went to Chinatown when I opened my first space and, um, this was many years ago about business. And I, I went to a plate store and I wanted these particular plates and they only had a certain amount. Did that man say, okay, come back tomorrow so I can order some? No, he did not. He said, oh, I know this woman. She has one four blocks down. Go to her plate store and get the rest of your plates there because I won't have mine till next week. And he taught me a lesson about building economy and building communities because he would rather me spend money amongst his community mm -hmm. than to take it somewhere else. And that is a mindset that I, I feel I've had. I just wanted to, now we have to act on it because I, I feel there's a lot of t-shirts being worn. There's a lot of hashtags. There's a lot of maybes, but there needs to be more doing. And that's where Divine Appetite says, let's impact the youth because they're the next level. They're the next stage. And if we impact them to say, hey, we are community, we stand together, but that has to be mental and physical. And if you make a choice to drink a tropical fantasy and eat Doritos in the morning, how can you admire your, your sister? You know, how can you admire your neighbor if you don't even know how to admire yourself with the choices you make? Mm -hmm. Sounds excellent. Very good advice. I'd like what the ladies are bringing to the panel. I want to actually, I want to switch this up a little bit. You know, we're talking about motherhood running businesses, right? Um, when people meet you, how do they perceive you, knowing that you're a mom and you're, you're coming in with advice and, and business advice, right? Do you feel like you, your, your experience or your resume is ever doubted or questioned? And since Tiffany chuckled, I'm going to start with Tiffany first. Well, I don't know about if it's, if it's questioned, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't, I, well, basically when I, the way that I approach my blog and even my voice when I, when I write is that I want you to feel when you're reading it and then when you meet me in person that it's the same thing. Like most time when people, when people meet me, they like, Hey, we, they feel like we're friends because that's the way that I write. I want to write the way that, I speak, you know, and so that you feel like it's not above your head, what I'm saying, it's, it's right at your level, you know, and so that's why I don't ever, when people say to me or write on something, hey, thanks for noticing me, because I will, when people leave comments, I try my best to answer all the comments that are on my thing, I try my best, and it's not like, I also, I'll notice on other people's, I'll go through their Instagram accounts and, and say, hey, how, you know, that looks cool or, you know, good job on this and congrats on this. So it's actually like building a community, you know what I mean? And so then I don't want anybody to feel like, hey, uh, Tiffany, you're up here and I'm down here. No, no, no. I feel like, don't, thanks for, for noticing me. No, you are appreciated. I appreciate you. You know, it's not about that. So it's like, it's, it's not really doubted. And maybe that's what helps it from not me not being doubted, I guess, is because I, I never try to make 
myself seem up here and you're down there. Because I've seen, especially in the blogging world, oh my goodness. You know what I mean? Like I see so many people that put themselves mm-hmm. up on platforms and, and, and I'm like, how did, how did you, you know, like, did you imagine that? You know, like, and so I just want it to always be that way. I always want it to be where they feel that we're friends, you know, so. Have any of you ladies experienced where, had an experience where people felt like your voice wasn't enough or that you, they questioned your experience or doubted you? I, I've had one experience that I love to explain use because it gets to the point. I was running a brunch in Brooklyn and um, we were very busy. Thank goodness. And someone, the waitress came in the back and she said, oh, they want to speak with the, the chef. And I'm like, we're really busy. Can it wait? You know, and they're like, oh no. She was like, no, this just seems like something you should come out, you know. So I come out and a lot of the times um, I, I have, I wear a head wrap and um and so I come out to the table, and the the, the um, man he's he's French and he's from France, and he goes, "Oh hi, yes." Um, I said, "Oh hi." They you, they said for you to. He said, "No, no, no, no. We're looking for the head chef, not the chef. I didn't I didn't ask for one of the workers." And I and I smiled and I said, "Oh, I said okay. Well, I'm the head chef and I'm here to help you." And I smiled my way through it, but the Bronx upbringing in me, my chest mm-hmm. was hurting and I felt uncomfortable. And I'm like, excuse me, you know, I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't show that because he is my customer and it could be just his ignorance, but those are, that's one of many experiences. And, but at the, but this is what I want. I brought that up because if I allowed ego and not vulnerability to rule, mm-hmm. I would have missed the second thing he had to say. He said, well, I wanted to speak to them because as a child, I um, had a neighbor who was Moroccan, and when I ate your lamb, because I specialize in Mediterranean cuisine, I felt like I was a child again with my neighbor's mother, and I would have missed that Mm -hmm. if I would have let my Mm -hmm. ego rule that moment. So a lot of times, even when people do attack us, we still have to humble ourselves, and then we we will definitely end up reaping something, you know, healthy for ourselves, and I kind of got that forever, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was going to say, I have a very youthful appearance. And I've always had a very youthful appearance. I'm about to be 38, and I still get carded when I go places. Um, but not really so much in the blogging, because I think a lot of what Tiffany said is the same. Like, I'm kind of who I am on and off the blog. When you speak to me and you read it, you'll hear the same voice. But when I was working in conflict resolution and youth development, this was a good almost 15 years ago. So I was in my early 20s, and I was curriculum building. I was leading conferences. Like, my name was actually getting known within the field. And people would walk into my workshops, and they'd be looking around for the presenter. And, you know, they'd be like, oh, no, 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 but we're here for this, this workshop. And I'm like, yep, you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. Settle down. Oh, it's present- I am the presenter. And you would get that blank stare, like, oh, this is a waste of my time, blah, blah, blah. And it's that vulnerability that you're speaking about where if I would have wanted to just to shut it down there and say, okay, well, you don't have to stay for this workshop. You can leave. I would miss out on so much, and they would miss out so much. Mm-hmm. Because we learn when we face that. We learn in that, and, you know, and after workshops, my evaluations would always be, oh, you know, I wasn't expecting this. It's so good, blah, blah, blah. And it's just that idea of sometimes people are going to judge us, and we just live in that kind of world. You know, it's always great to say, don't judge a book by its cover, but we all do it. It's, it's innate, but it's, the important thing is what you said is stepping beyond that. You know, just because you don't think I belong here, if I know I belong at this table, then you can't make me leave it. Mm-hmm. All right, so I want to introduce Maxine. Lewis, she's joining the panel right now. Um, She's a married woman. She's a mom. I want you to tell us a little bit about your business, um, your organization, and and how did that derive? Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Tyler. Um, Good to see all these young faces. (laughs) Well, my business is what I would say a nonprofit organization. The name of it is Colton Loxley Bennett Foundation. Colton Loxley Bennett was my 16-year-old son who who was shot and killed for a gold chain. So I started the foundation in his memory to ensure that his name, that was one of the main purpose, that his name never dies as how he died. Not only that, Based on the fact that he was robbed for a gold chain um, by a young person, I wanted to help, I should say, or to make 
it known to many about gun violence, um, to touch people's heart. Because although a lot of people know that there are gun violence around, there are a lot of people that still just, it doesn't affect me. So that's okay. Um, but it's not okay. One of the things is a lot of our young people, our young boys, our young girls are dying. Um, you know, so it's really hard. It puts it on the community. It takes a toll on the family. It takes a toll on the neighborhood. It takes a toll overall. So I started this foundation in his memory to help young people, to help students stay in school. Um, one of the things that we do, we provide scholarships to people, young student that student that graduated from high school we and going to college. And over the years that we have done that, we realized that in the middle school and the elementary school, we have needs there as well. So we also provide that. We, are, we do mentoring. So one of the things that we do overall is to help assist. You know, one of the things I say is to just love upon these other kids. So that's what we do. And as always, sorry for your loss. I've been working with Maxine for quite a few years yeah. through the photography, some videography for her events. Um, do you have an event coming up this year? Yes, um, we have an event like in November, which is our annual scholarship fundraising brunch. And um, this is where we look towards the money that we make from it for the next school year for the kids. So this this year we have a couple of kids graduating. We are very, very excited about that, that we can help them with the prom clothes, the yearbook, the photographs. Mm -hmm. You know, people start reaching out, the parents start reaching out. So I'm very excited about that. So right now, that's one of the things we have on the burner. All right. So we have several events coming up, and as always, they'll be on the website on our resource page. So you guys can log on to blackvideo.com, and you'll be able to see different events. So we know we got the event coming up tonight with Melissa on Instagram. Um, I don't know if I'll get that on the site so quickly, but any other event she has, she'll let me know. We'll definitely add that to the site. And somebody had mentioned an event taking place on June 3rd. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about that event. That event will be taking place at 1640 um, Pacific and um, in Brooklyn, New York, at the Wheatsville Garden Community Center. And it is a mother-daughter uh, I'll just call it more of a family day where you can bring your, and it's for um, teen, tween to teen age and their parent and, and the mom, because it's, you know, it's, we weren't able to do it in May. So it was supposed to be a part of like Mother's Day celebrating moms and the, the impact of mothers. That was the, the main goal for me is how mothers impact their children. And we, we all know fathers do, but just that the, the womb carrier, you know, the womb holder, how they impact their children and coming together and say, hey, let's, let's make a board together. What, where do we see us? Not just moms going this way, son and daughter are going this way, but where, where are we going to go together this year? And then I will do a cooking demo to say, and where's our food choices going? How can we implement not just the finances and education and business moves, relationships, but where are food choices and our mental state going this year? Because we all need to constantly work on our minds and our bodies. It is a consistent thing. All right. So that'll be on the website as well. So you guys can check out that event. So we have about five minutes left on the show. So I do have one question, right? We have a lot of listeners out there. They've been listening to what you young ladies have to say. And what I want to do is I want to create a list, right? So if we was the list, we, we have one, two, three, we have six people on the mic, right? So if we was to list six things that people should follow or women should follow, maybe men too, when you're trying to run a business and raise a family, what are six key things that they should follow? No particular order. I'm going to start it off first, and then we'll just go around the table, and you guys will list one key thing. You can explain it a little bit um, until we get to the end of the show. So my thing is give time to your spouse, your partner, your husband. Make sure you make time. I seen a lady post something on Facebook the other day, and she said her man was mad because she's too busy for him. Um, she didn't understand why, because she's a boss and she runs a business and she's busy. And he knew that when he met her. 
So why is he upset? And my thing was, he's upset because you're too busy, right? So you need to make time for him. You need to find that balance. I would say to, to you guys who are in a relationship or want to be in a relationship and your parents and you're running, you're single and you're running a business and you're raising children, um, make time for your partner because that's important for that relationship to last and grow. So I will throw it to Marilyn since you are next to me. Can you give our audience members one tip or one piece of advice that they can use in their relationship while they're running this business? I would say own what you do because even in a relationship, when someone sees that you are 100% focused on a vision, they respect it, and then they learn to compromise and work together. But when someone sees you in a wavery state, undecided, they won't respect it. They won't put an extra effort into what you're doing because they won't see the value. So make sure you value what you do first, and then everyone else will, will follow. That's uh, flexibility. <laughs> More than anything else. That's um that's both if you're in a relationship or not, you know. And that's not only with time scheduling, just even where my blog didn't start off as what it is now. It you have to be okay with saying, Okay, this is not working, I wanna change it and be this. You know what I mean? And that's okay. That may be where God is pushing you for now and that's where you may you may be needed. And your spouse or anybody else that's involved with you, because it's not even only your spouse, it's your mom, it's your dad, it's anybody else that's around you. They'll, if they see that you're passionate, then they'll work with you. But you also have to be flexible with things as well. I mean, you may not hit deadlines and you may not hit things, but just be flexible. As long as you know still what you're trying to do and what's your end goal, you'll get there, but you may have to be flexible. Some people, especially women, we have all sorts of guilt for all sorts of different things. I don't know why, but like we have all sorts of things and we get mad about with ourselves that we didn't hit this point at this particular time. And it's not this day, this whatever it is. So just be flexible a little bit. I say, trust yourself. You know, that whole women's intuition thing, it's real. Like we know when something doesn't feel right. We know when something's not going right. And too often do we second guess ourselves because where we're supposed to be, mm-hmm. going back to meeting those goals, mm-hmm. going back to making somebody else happy, right. going back to what society is telling us we're supposed to do. Trust yourself. Listen to yourself. If something doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. try something else. If, you know, saying yes to this because this is what you thought you wanted, this isn't sitting right, say no. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Your journey, your time <laughs> is going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say organization, which will actually piggyback with everybody else's key points as far as giving time to your spouse, trusting yourself, flexibility, I mean, a little bit of everything. If you don't have organization, we're all definitely going to be all over the place not knowing, you know, if we had this event tomorrow, you know, what time does our blog need to be, you know, the deadline, just all organization. Maxine, we have one minute. Tell us one tip or one piece of advice that we can use to better our relationships as we run our business. Love. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. I believe in everything mm-hmm. that you do. You must love it. Mm-hmm. You must love what you do. You love who is around you, and you just spread that love, you know. And what everyone says, again, I can say the same thing because I was thinking of it. The passion, the flexibility, the honing, and all of that, it's still that love because mm-hmm. what I do, sometimes I'm telling you, if I didn't love what I do, I wouldn't do it. Right. Because when it's when I feel like I'm the only one right there, I have to love what I do to carry it out. And um, the flexibility, the spending time with husband. So when I can't do that at home, we go everywhere together. So it's right there. So thank right. you. Sounds wonderful. So we have a lot of good advice. I wrote down a list. So we're going to make time for our partners. Our husbands, people who we are involved with, our family as well. We are going to own what we do, and that's very important. And we also need flexibility because without flexibility, um, we're going to put a lot of pressure on ourselves that it's not necessary. So it's definitely okay to be flexible, and it's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, failure leads to success. And then we need to trust ourselves. We need to trust our instincts, and that's very important. We also need to have organization because without organization, things can get very chaotic, you'll start missing those deadlines because you're not organized. You will. So it's important that we have organization. And then lastly, love. 
So mm-hmm. everybody needs a little bit of love. Love mm-hmm. yourself. Go to the mobile spa, even as an adult, and just pamper yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, get that treatment. Eat right. Eat healthy. And that's going to help you out. So we've got 30 seconds, and I'm going to wrap this up very quickly. Remember to log on to blackpillradio.com. Check out our social media pages because we do a lot of promotion on our Instagram and our Twitter. That's mostly where we are as well as the website. Within this week, we should have our shop page and resource page available on the website. I've had panelists who sell books and they sell different products, so we want to put that on the website. So you can buy that and support black businesses. And as always, love yourself, protect yourself, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Amen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.